Hey, thanks so much for being here. It is election season. It is upon us. The presidential preference election is right around the corner. As a matter of fact, early voting has already started to lay out the dates and the timeline and the things that you need to know. Joining us right now is the Maricopa County Recorder, Stephen Richer. Stephen, welcome back. Thank you very much. It's not only election season, but it's election year. We'll be doing this all year. And I wonder if you're going to be smiling like you are now in November. <laughs> I don't know. I'll probably be tired by then. Yeah, but I imagine. Hey, let's start strong. Um, one, of, uh, one of the things, let's start with the early voting. Obviously, ballots are already out there. But on the presidential preference election, who can vote? If you're going to vote in person, if you didn't get an early ballot, when and where and who? Yep. So for the presidential preference election, you have to be a registered Republican or a registered Democrat. Independents can't participate in this. Green Party can't participate. Libertarian, no labeled party can't participate. Only R's and D's. And if you're an R or D with on the active early voting list, then you should have received a ballot by mail around this time. We mailed out last week about 1.2 million mail ballots to those registers R's and D's on the active early voting list. So let's talk about what what may be confusing to some. Let's go with the Republican ballot for a moment. How many names are going to be on there? Many of the candidates have dropped out of the race. We don't even know if Nikki Haley is going to be on there uh, by the time it happens. How many names will be on the ra- on the ballot for the Republican presidential preference? There are nine, and that is a frustration. And the reason for that is because unless a candidate officially withdraws by a certain date, which has already elapsed, then that person will be on the ballot. And so a lot of people will suspend their campaign but not file the official withdrawal paperwork. And so, yes, it is possible to vote for somebody, and it will be tabulated, but that will go towards a person who's not even running anymore. So, for instance, I've even seen some people who are such diehard Ron DeSantis fans that even though he's not running anymore, they're still marking his oval. So then let's move forward to the primary, which, of course, independents are able to vote in the primary. Can you explain that process for people that are party non-declared if they want to choose? And what are the dates as far as early ballots, registration and what date that is? Because I know the date for the primary is moved. That's right. So the primary is now July 30th. That's the last day to vote. And for that one, as you said, you can be an independent and participate. You just have to let us know whether you want a Republican ballot or you want a Democratic ballot. To vote in that, you just have to be registered as either a Republican, Democrat, or independent 29 days before the election, so the very beginning of July, and then ballots will go out at the beginning of July, 27 days before before that July 30th election date. So when people go, if someone shows up at the polls and they're an independent voter at the polls, do they ask for which ballot they prefer? That's right. So for right now, for this March presidential preference election, we would say, unfortunately, you can't participate as an independent. For the July 30th primary, where we're voting on stuff like the Republican nominee for U.S. Senate or your Democratic nominee for state legislature, if you're an independent who shows up at a voting location, we would say, which ballot do you want, Republican or Democratic ballot? And it gets printed off the appropriate style for you, depending on where you live. You mark it and you fill it out and you turn it in right there. All right. So before I want to before we close it out, I'm going to ask you how people can register to vote and where and how they can check on their voter status. But I want to go down a different road for a minute with you. Can you talk about what your role is in this process? Because there's some confusion as to what the county recorder does as it pertains to an election. What is your role in the Maricopa County elections? Yeah. 
That's completely understandable. So I am responsible for voter registration and for early voting. So if you vote by mail, that comes through my office. When you register or change your voter registration, my office is responsible for that. And then I partner with the Board of Supervisors who oversees the in-person voting component and the tabulation component. And elections are administered at the county level. So in Arizona, we have 15 counties. And so I partner with the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, but it's a similar setup in the other 14 counties. The reason why I ask is I know there's been a lot of controversy, especially with what happened in the last election cycle. And and it's odd because in uh, just my opinion, we've got the attorney general's race, we've got the sheriff's race, we've got the county recorder, which are all partisan offices because of the way we do elections. But the job itself should not be a partisan job. How do you deal with that part of it? Because you're on the ballot. It is a tension, and it's a curious creature of Arizona history. It's not like that way in all states. In fact, in most places outside the United States, election administrators or prosecutors aren't elected positions, and it does create some tensions. Some people would say, hey, it it puts more information on the table. What we do is we make sure that the process is transparent, we make sure that the process is open to all parties, and we make sure that the process is lawful. So even though that I'm a registered Republican and I ran as a Republican in the 2020 election and I'll be running as a Republican in the 24 election, hopefully with those things in place, everyone feels like they get a fair shake at the ballot box. And to be fair, um, when you won the election to win the office, you ran against who was a registered Democrat, and he actually lost the election that year as the county recorder. So it's not as if you're swaying the election or anybody in that office is able to swear it, sway it because you're you are not dealing with tabulation. Correct. And also, this isn't an office that exercises discretion. This isn't like a judge. You're feeding ballots through a tabulation machine, which is just scanning those bubbles. And so no matter how strongly I feel about one candidate or another, the machines are going to read the bubbles the way you mark the bubbles. And so, yes, I ran against uh, Adrian Fontes in 2020 and Adrian ran against Helen Purcell in 2016. And so clearly uh, if you're in the office is not dispositive if, if you're going to win reelection. So let's talk about registration. So for the people out there that are not registered, what is the best way and easiest way for them to register to vote? And if you are a registered voter and you've moved or any of the other things that could happen, how do they check the status of their registration? Great question. Just go to servicearizona.com. That's through the Arizona Motor Vehicle Division. There's a voting portal, a registration portal, and then it sends the information to the appropriate county. It's pretty easy. If you want to check your voter registration information and you're a registered voter in Maricopa County, you can just go to beballotready.vote. That's beballotready.vote. That's the individual voter dashboard that we've built for all Maricopa County voters. And so you can go online. You can sign up for ballot tracking. You can see all your information. You can see all the election dates and hopefully lots of stuff to make you feel like you're in complete control of the voting process. And I guess I should have asked this at the beginning of the questioning. If someone, because we've seen so many people do this, if somebody wants to change their party affiliation from one party to another or to party non-declared or independent, which of those websites do they do that at? Go go to servicearizona.com, fill out a new party registration, select your new party, and then it'll be reflected at that other 
at that other website, but we'll send you a new voter registration card with your new party reflected. Now, you can't do that right now, for instance, if you want to vote in the Republican presidential preference election. That closed out already 29 days before. But if you want to change your party affiliation in time for the July 30th primary election, statewide primary, that's certainly something that you can do right now or in the next few months. Well, Stephen, I always appreciate the time with you. The information is very, very valuable to voters. And uh, I hope you'll come back as the year progresses and we get into this election year a lot deeper because I know we're going to have a lot more questions. Absolutely. We've already received back a few hundred ballots. Was one of those yours, Mike? No, I, I, I go to the polls. I'm one of those guys. You're an I, in-person voter. I, am an, right. I love that. I love going to the polls. I still like to do that stand in line. And I usually go to one of the early where I can vote early, but in person because on Election Day, we're so busy here at the radio station. But I like to get in line and, and vote in person. All right. Very good. Well, stay away from those allergens and the antihistamines because <laughs> I understand you're allergic to both. And, uh, but otherwise, happy election season. Thanks a lot, Stephen. I appreciate it. Okay. Thanks, Mike. All right. That's Stephen Rich of the Maricopa County Recorder.